As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome back to the Athletic Baseball Show for Thursday, August 17th. This is On Deck. I'm Steven Nesbitt, and I'm joined, as always, by Levi Weaver. Levi, how are you feeling today? Not great. Back to you, Steven. And he's pregnant, folks. No, that's a COVID positive test. I'm very sorry, Levi. This is the flu game. I had one of these a couple months back. Not uh, COVID. I think it was uh, something else. But I'm so sorry. I want to start, Levi. By uh, giving a shout out to my old slow pitch softball team in Pittsburgh, the Dwags. I don't know what it says about me, this like glove first utility infielder outfielder, but uh, we played for probably like six full years together, summer league, spring league, fall league, and uh, never won the league. We always hit this team called Grime Time, and Grime Time just destroyed us. And as soon as I leave, they just went back to back, won the league last night with two incredible comebacks. So shout out the Dwags, a fan from afar. I made my uh, pitching debut literally last night, so I hope I didn't infect anybody, but we had practice last night. And I'm like, I'll try pitching because I learned that when I throw sidearm, it doesn't hurt my shoulder. When I throw overhand, I'm like, oh, argh, rotator cuff is old. It's very old and creaky. For some reason, I come in, you know, full sidearm and it's like, yeah, we can do that. So I tried that last night for the first time and uh, it was mixed results. Not super great. What were you throwing up there? Just four seamers? Just straight, like, try to get it across the plate. I, n- I never pitched when I played in high school, like, ever. I was not a pitcher, despite my Twitter handle being 3-2-EFUS. That was from the one Sandlot game that I played, like, 20 years ago. So I have one inning of pitching under my belt. Uh, but we're a new team. We've got a lot of new players, not a lot of experience, and they're always looking for people to pitch. I'm like, I don't know. I can try to throw it across the plate if it doesn't hurt too bad. So I'm going to try and uh, be become a submariner, have an ERA of about 15. And uh, yeah, we will also not win the league. Well, you know, you got to start somewhere. Um, you got to build that like uh, adversity foundation. And then in year five, six, seven, you'll bring it back. I was not a good pitcher in youth baseball, but uh, I was very accurate. My command and control were on point. So they let me pitch occasionally. And my out pitch was a submarine curveball, which I don't know if it's even a thing. I but I just grip. like, I used it a couple of times. I just threw a curveball from up underneath. I talked to like Peter Moylan about that or something. I'm sure it was, it was great. But I remember I used it in a big tournament once. It was like a, 
two oh two probably. So I always did it was so predictable. Always did it with two strikes. And uh went to the out pitch and this guy hits a laser over the left field wall. I've only given up probably like three homers in my career. That was the loudest. So hey, Levi, we're gonna talk about baseball today. What are we doing? Nobody needs to hear about the White Rock Mudbugs new pitcher. Let's uh let's get to our series of the week. I'm going to start with two teams that are currently in playoff position. In fact, two divisional leaders. We've got the Milwaukee Brewers, who are 65 and 55. They're 6 and 4 in their last 10, currently leading the NL Central at time of recording by three and a half games over the upstart Cubs and also the Cincinnati Reds, who are tied right now. Meanwhile, the Texas Rangers, 8 and 2 in their last 10 games. They are 72 and 48. That's a 600 winning percentage, and they've been pretty hot since the all-star break honestly but especially since the uh, trade deadline they and the dodgers have just been on fire this is a team that has again we've talked about this before they've lost a lot of players to um to injury but they've just kept battling through it mitch garver has been on fire since uh since jonah heim went down heim is back now by the way he could only hit left-handed so you basically got a, a nice little platoon there of two very good hitters at catcher and also austin hedges who can magically put strikes uh where where they needn't be oh and and recently also they just called up uh jp martinez julio pablo martinez interesting story on this guy like we kind of thought in the rangers media we thought he was washed he had a bad year or two there and we were like this guy seems to be overrated they paid him a fair amount of money in uh an international signing bonus and then this year he came back and he was pretty hot i think this actually started last year and so i was asking a member of the rangers front office like hey what happened he had eye surgery like Apparently he had bad vision, didn't know it because it had always been that way, got his eyes fixed. All of a sudden he's hitting. And so they called him up, designated Bubba Thompson for assignment. And I was like, man, they're really going to miss Bubba's wheels. That'd be a, I just feel like on a team that's trying to go to the playoffs, you need that one guy that can just be a speed strout there on the base paths and also in, on defense. Well, last night, Julio Pablo Martinez or JP Martinez, as we're calling him 30.9 sprint speed on the base paths. So there's that, and he's also been getting on base at a regular clip. So a nice little addition uh, for the Rangers. Their trade deadline acquisitions have been great. Max Scherzer's been awesome. Jordan Montgomery's been very good. So starting to look pretty good. Levi, this raises an important question. Now you say JP is Julio Pablo. Is JP France the pitcher for Houston, this uh, this glorious-looking guy? Is he Julio Pablo uh, France? I'm, I'm just going to assume yes. I don't know. Well, let's find out. I'm looking it up as we go because uh, baseball reference should tell me his whole name. No, it doesn't. Oh, yes, it does. Jonathan Patrick France. Mm, I don't think so. That doesn't sound right. We'll just call him Julio Pablo France. That's right. Uh, okay. Meanwhile, on the other on the other side of the equation, the Milwaukee Brewers, their bats have not been very hot over the last couple of weeks. The one guy with an OPS over 1,000 for that two-week period is Vic Caratini, who's only had 13 plate appearances. They've got... Two guys in the eights, Sal Freelich, Tyrone Taylor. And then after that, it's all sevens and below. They've got a few guys. It's just pretty consistently in the sevens. So they haven't been like super, super cold of late, with the exception of Willie Adamas, who's at a 493 OPS the last couple of weeks. But it doesn't really matter because their pitching has been carrying them pretty well, especially Freddy Peralta. In his last two starts, he has an 069 ERA. Devin Williams has not allowed a run in the last two weeks, striking out 18 batters per nine innings so their pitching which we've always known is a strength uh continues to be a strength and it'll be interesting to see them match up against the rangers offense which has seemingly come alive again of late 
Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What you got for us on your series of the week? Well, I actually first need the four for a little soliloquy because when we do our research for the show, sometimes you come across things where like, I cannot pick this as my series of the week, but I need to talk about it. And that's what I experienced watching watching the Yankees get pummeled lately by the Braves. So it's Yankees, Red Sox is a series coming up. I'm not picking it. I'm not picking the fourth and fifth teams in the AL East. However, watching what's happened with the Braves and Yankees, we've seen as large of a divide between the Yankees and like true contention than we've seen in a very long time. They're a 500 baseball team last in their in their division, 14 back as we record Wednesday afternoon, uh, six and a half back in the wild card. Like they are uh, almost toast, right? They're 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 pretty close to being a, a, a relevant team as far as the postseason goes. It brings to mind that uh, three headed dragon meme where you have Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge as like the 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 two mighty dragons, the betting favorite for AL Cy Young, and then Aaron Judge who's hitting a homer every 12 at bats or plate appearances, and then the 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 dunce dragon is just the rest of the Yankees roster. It's Really bad, man. I like on-base percentage as a number, okay? It's not the be-all, end-all, but it's a nice one. And league average right now is 320. And the Yankees regulars above that 320, like, league average on-base percentage. IKF, who wasn't even supposed to be part of, you know, the starting lineup. Aaron Judge, Glaber Torres, and Billy McKinney. That's the whole list there, Levi. So, since the... um since the all-star break, here's how it's gone for the Yankees. Lost a series of Colorado, swept by the Angels. They swept the Royals, so there's your one series win. Split a two-gamer with the Mets, lost a series to Baltimore, and then the Rays split a four-gamer against the Astros, lost consecutive series to Chicago White Sox, Marlins, and the Braves, and the Braves have a chance for a sweep here after the time of recording, and you'll know the result of that. But either way, they lost that series. Things have just been absolutely miserable, and uh, now they... They uh, face the, the the Red Sox. So, again, that is not my pick. So, now I'll get into my actual pick. I'm going with Seattle and Houston staying out in the AL West like you. So, Houston is in pretty good position, right? They're second in their division, six and four in their last ten. They are three, three and a half back of the Rangers, but they're two up on Toronto, who, who owns currently that, that last wildcard spot. Some pretty significant injury concerns, uh, but maybe not all that bad. Jose Altuve has been outrageously good of late and on the season batting 325 with a 424 OBP. Just followed the ball off of his knee Tuesday and left the game. X-rays there negative, so it may not be that bad, but they need him. Uh, Michael Brantley is beginning a rehab assignment. He may finally return here. Um, Jose Abreu out, Phil Maton out lately. So they're getting really good contributions from the bottom half of that lineup. Um, Yaner, uh, Yaner Diaz, John Singleton back from complete uh like irrelevancy Chaz McCormick's been good and on the flip side the Mariners so we just talked a week ago I think it was 
Levi of, of, you know, if we were betting on which team and whether the Mariners make the playoffs here, where do we go? And we both said no, because it kind of comes down to who do you, who do you bet on in a one-to-one Mariners against the Blue Jays and Toronto's been pretty good too, but it's just a two game deficit at this point for the Mariners and the Red Sox and Yankees kind of falling farther behind. Uh, It really is just a two horse race for that last spot. And I think this is a real window for Seattle to whittle that down. They're halfway through this four-game series against the Royals, and then it's the Astros. It will be a tough matchup. And after that, White Sox, Royals, Athletics to end the month. They start September with the Mets. That's 14 of their next 17 games against, I would say, like capital VBT, very bad teams. Um, these are like like seller bad teams. So this is going to be interesting. Teoscar Hernandez just had a 5-for-5 day with a homer. Julio is being Julio Rodriguez right now. And Ty France is, is in Fuego, too, even despite uh, the, I believe that was a Cedric Mullins robbery, uh, was was him. So I'm excited for this series. The, the way this lines up is TBD against Bryce Miller in Game 1, JP France against Logan Gilbert, Jose Urquidy against Emerson Hancock. I would love to have seen Jose Castillo and George Kirby in this series for, you know, pure matchup reasons. But to be honest, like lining them up against... Kansas City and the White Sox on either side of that one. That's not a bad not a bad thing there for, for Seattle. So interesting time to watch those teams. So I would like to revise my statement about the Mariners because I think I said I wanted to pick them to make the playoffs, but I just couldn't quite do it. Given what this week has been like for the Tampa Bay Rays, they currently have the number one wild card spot. They're four and a half games up. 72 and 50 are the Rays. 64 and 55 are the Mariners. You've got the Wander Franco allegations. Uh, we don't know how long he's going to be away from the team. That clearly transcends baseball. You know, there are far more important things than the game that are being dealt with there. But as this is a baseball show, you know, talking about the team, that's one of their best players. And he's out indeterminately. Meanwhile, their best starting pitcher, Shane McClanahan, they just announced is going to have to have Tommy John surgery. He's not only going to miss the rest of this year, but probably most, if not all of next year as well. Now, they've overcome some injuries already this year. You know, Jeffrey Springs was out. Rasmussen was out. They've done that. They've got a pretty deep lineup. They've got it. Let's see what Basabe does. But do we think that we were maybe underthinking it, saying it's either Toronto or Seattle? Is there a collapse in the works for the Tampa Bay Rays, given all that they are going through right now? So there could be, and we could do a whole episode just on what they're their positioning going forward here, but because they have what I believe amounts to a six and a half game lead over Seattle, I still do think the main target here will be the Blue Jays for the Mariners, the easier one to overcome. It could be done. I just, I think I just have this belief in the Rays that there's some sort of Rays magic ready to, ready to happen in September, that it won't be that bad. They do have Zach Eflin. They do have Tyler Glass now. And if you can figure out one of the two and Zach Littell or Aaron Savali as you kind of your number three, I can believe in that rotation working in October, but you're right. They have to get there first, and uh, things have just been so bad in that in that lineup. They really just don't have anybody going off. Yandy Diaz still having a nice year, but everybody's – like if we looked at the first half, second half splits, I'm through there. sure they're pretty astounding. So I'd still say the Rays are okay, but Blue Jays, Seattle, I think it's um, I think it's going to be very interesting, especially because the, the matchups they have coming up. I think uh, this, is, this is the opportunity for the Mariners to pull ahead, and if they do heading in September, you know, anything can happen there. Also, by the way, not a series that you would pick for your series of the week, but Boston is currently tied with the Mariners in the standings, and they're playing a Yankees team that doesn't look very good. So don't count out Boston yet either. Trevor Story's back. Chris Sale is back. So there's maybe a possibility. I I want maximum chaos. I would like to see the Astros and Blue Jays and Rays and Mariners and Red Sox all tied on the last day of the season. 
I just want to see how that all plays out. I want a round robin tournament happening in Puerto Rico. Like, let's bring paintball guns, like paces, and turn and fire. Like, I want a paintball war to determine a playoff spot. I want, I want maximum chaos. Yeah, I may have been too harsh on on the Red Sox there. They they are just looking at MLB standings. They're just one game back of Seattle at this point. Oh, one game. Sorry, I misread that. You're right. They've done well, but really, it's just the bottom line is everyone's pulling away from the Yankees. All right, Levi, you know what time it is. Time for us to go to the on-deck arcade. We've got the homer chase ongoing. Uh, we both picked uh, Arizona Diamondbacks hitters. I went Corbin Carroll. You went with Christian Walker. Uh, no spoilers. We'll wait till Monday to reveal the results of that. But uh, are things tightening? People say things are tightening. And we're going to go ahead with our arms race picks. If you've been following along, every weekend we pick one starting pitcher each. We can only use a pitcher from one team once a season. So every team gets wiped off the board after we pick them once. So we're getting down to some interesting teams here and uh, dodging potholes there. And uh, it's not going really well for me. It's 11-3 to 3 in Levi's favor. We may have mathematically been eliminated, me and the squad, but we're going to keep pushing forward. I also need to credit um, our Blue Jays writer, Caitlin McGrath. She had one of those dubs for me, so I really I really haven't – I don't know, nothing good, nothing good for me being retained uh, coming back next year for the arms race. But, uh, Levi, let's have you go first. Uh, let's go with Justin Steele of the Cubs, who I still have not yet picked somehow. Uh, he's facing the Kansas City Royals. Sure. I like it. I like it. Justin Steele had for a while been like one of the, I guess, I don't know if he's qualified, but ERA leaders. He's been great. He just doesn't have like the strikeout stuff. So we'll see how that plays. I'm going to go with a big strikeout guy, but a guy you've already picked. So I knew I was safe here. Max Scherzer. Actually, you picked him twice because you picked him as a Met and as a Ranger. I'm picking him as a Ranger here. Max Scherzer against the Brewers. So this is a pretty big matchup as you spotlighted. He's going Sunday. But he's riding hot lately, and the Brewers, I still just don't think they have a good lineup, so I'm not going to wait around for the Rangers to have a weaker opponent. Um, I hope that you know it's a weekend game that I get to pick. So Max Scherzer for me, Justin Steele for you. We'll see how that one goes. I really wish that I hadn't already picked an Astro so I could pick Verlander just to, to be funny. Like It would be funny if we flipped sides of that, of that bit that we did, but right alas. I did get a Justin just to just steal instead of Verlander. Yeah, yeah, same, same thing. Lefty, whatever. All right, it is time for us to go. Thank you for listening. Thanks to producer Brian for steering the ship here. You can find our work all week long at theathletic.com. Subscribe to The Athletic for $2 per month for the first year at theathletic.com slash baseball show. Sign up for The Wind-Up, The Athletic's daily baseball newsletter with Levi and Ken Rosenthal for absolutely free. Coming up next in your feed, The 3-0 Show with Eno Saris, Britt Giroli, and DVR, Derek Van Riper. Give us a follow on Twitter. Levi is at 3-2-EFIS, even though he only did it once. And I'm at Stephen J. Nesbitt. The two of us will be back on Monday with more of What's on Deck. <clears throat> Stay safe. <laughs>